Hello, my friends, and welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. Normally, we would start talking right now about next year and the goals that we're going to have. We're almost done with 2020. I'm looking forward to 2021. But before we start talking about goals and the things for 2021, I've had a number of people reach out to me and say, hey, you keep talking about this circle square thing. What is it? So today, we're going to talk about your greatest tool for change. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, so we are in the last month of the year. We are winding down three weeks left. And normally this would be a time where I start to talk about, hey, it's time to start planning for 2021. Uh, If you've been with me for any amount of time, uh, you know that I actually typically start my next year planning in November, the first week of November. I start planning for the next year. And indeed, I did that again this year. And I want to talk about what are good goals How did 2020 go? Like, obviously, there were a lot of things going on in 2020 uh, that were unique, that I've never seen before in my lifetime, that I hope and pray I never see in my the rest of my lifetime, and that my children never see. Uh, I mean, we had riots. We had a virus. We had all sorts of things. It, it, It feels to me as though our society is more divided than ever. And I actually had somebody say to me once, well, not than ever, we once had a civil war. And I was like, that is a really strange response to me for, for someone who, who you know, is supposed to be about peace. That's a strange response, but nonetheless. And, and a lot of those things we have zero control over. We've not had any control over them, but how do we measure success this year? How did things go that you thought you were going to do? If you're a spouse, how would you rate your year as a spouse? If you are a parent, how would you rate your year as a parent? How would you rate your relationships? How would you relate? How would you rate the memories that you created? What were the things that happened? Uh, you, you know, I, I dipped back into some personal investing this year, and some of it went wellish, not to be confused with Welsh, and some of it did not go well, and some of it went well. And, and, you know, you measure that. And, and when I say that, people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, hey, you're going to measure, you know, how did my investing go? How did saving go? What about paying off debt? Whatever your goals were, how did that go? But before we get to that, I have had two separate people write in and say, hey, you talk about Circle Square a lot, and I have no idea what you're talking about. And, and it is an episode in the very, near the very beginning where we talk about, where the title, I think, is your number one, uh, your number one, a way to change your best tool for change might be the the the, the, the title of the episode uh, but I feel like it, even with that it's been a long enough time that I think maybe we need to go over that so that's what we're going to do today we're going to talk about circle square we're going to talk about what that means we're going to talk about how we use it as a tool we're going to talk about how we can use it to evaluate 2020 how we can use it to set up our goals for 2021. Okay, so we're going to get started here. I know for some of you, this is going to be for review. For some of you, this will be maybe the first time you've heard this. I want you to draw a stick figure if you can on a sheet of paper. Go ahead. We'll wait. Actually, we'll wait by you hitting pause. Okay, so now that hopefully if you're at home, you have a, a stick figure that you can draw on a sheet of paper. 
I want you to draw a circle around that stick figure, and then I want you to draw a square around the circle. In the space in the lower right corner or lower left corner, between where the square has a corner and the circle curves, there should be some white space. I want you to draw a small triangle there. Now, you are the stick figure, and it doesn't matter who you are because for each person, we do this one time. You are the stick figure. You are represented by the stick figure. The circle represents everything inside of you, everything you do, everything you say, everything that comes out of your mouth, everything that your hands do, everything that your feet do. And here's the rub. This is where we're going to have some conversation. You're 100% responsible for it. 100% you are responsible for it. Now, if you're like a lot of people I talk to, you might be thinking, whoa, 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 Joe. I agree with that, but I'm not sure I agree with that. That's fine. The square represents everything outside of you. You do not control it. This is what your spouse does. You don't control what your spouse does. This is what your boss does. This is what your coworker does. This is what your parent does. This is what your neighbor does. This is what your child does. This is what someone else does. You have zero control over it, mostly zero control. We could make the argument that you could remove yourself from the situation, but the decision to remove yourself from the situation, I would argue, is actually made on your circle. And then that little triangle that we have is the place where our emotions are born, our feelings and our emotions are born. And here's the thing, we really don't have a lot of control. Then one of the things that when you look at anger, chemically speaking, it's a chemical from your brain, meets a chemical from your adrenal glands, and it basically goes boom inside your system. And so you don't actually control the birth, if you'll allow me that term, of the emotion. But what you do with it, the feeling, what you do with that feeling, what you do with that emotion, what you do with the uh, anger is is 100% on your control. And so I'll have people say to me, well, you know, I can't help it. I was mad. And I'm always like, that's just hogwash. I, I, one time I worked with a lacrosse player and he told me he was in, he was in because he told me he just couldn't, he couldn't stop cussing at his parents when they would do things that would make him mad. He just couldn't stop cussing at them. And so I said to him one day, I said, well, it must be terrible being your teammate. And this kid was very, very good at lacrosse. Uh, He ended up doing some amazing things in that sport. And he said to me, he said, no, I don't understand what you mean. I said, well, I don't know a lot about lacrosse. Uh, I do know that the officials are not highly touted in in your state. And by the way, it wasn't actually lacrosse. I've I've gone ahead and changed the sport uh, to protect all identities. And uh, he, he said, well, yeah, the, the officials are awful. And he literally told me stories about how he disagreed with calls for 10 minutes. And I said to him, I said, well, so you can't help but cuss when you get angry. Doesn't that make you angry? And he saw the trap. So he's like, well, that's different. But it isn't. What he was actually illustrating was getting angry and responding with the anger is two different things. Responding with it is completely on a circle. Feeling the anger is in his triangle. That referee's uh, uh, skill quality, completely out of his control. That official's call being good or bad, completely out of the player's control. The feeling of anger, it it happens. People feel angry. That emotion kicks off in them. And they have very little control over its birth. But what they do with it is completely on their circle. Now, here's the thing that, that is so amazing to me. The more they focus on what's on their circle... The more they focus about, okay, I can control what I do with my anger over time, the less they experience the emotion of anger. It's a very 
exciting phenomenon because what it means is, is you actually have a way to change things that aren't under your control by controlling the things that are under your control. Okay, so just to review, we have four things on the paper. We have a stick figure surrounded by a circle, surrounded by a square with a little triangle between the circle and the square. The stick figure represents us. The circle represents everything that we control. The square represents everything that we don't control. And the triangle represents the birth of our feelings. Uh, when we experience a strong emotion, it, it represents that. And this is very important because as we begin to process 2020, one of the things that we have to spend a lot of time talking about is what's on my circle, what's on my square? What's on my circle, what's on my square? And that isn't just true for 2020. That would be true for anything you process. One of the things that this tool does is it gives you the power. It helps you realize the power that you have. It doesn't give you the power. And you think about the words that we use. We tend to use a lot of disempowering words. Well, it makes me. When my wife does this, it makes me mad. Well, if that's true, then the only way you can control your anger is for your wife to not do that. And some people will laugh and say, well, yeah, that's true. But it isn't true. You got mad because you experienced something and then you chose to react with it. Your wife didn't make you mad. She invited you to anger. Well, I wouldn't have done this, but he did that. Well, no, no, no. Then in that case, then he's the one controlling you. And what this says is if it's on your circle and you did it, it's on your circle and that means you control it. And that's the beginning steps of change. So let's talk about how this works, right? Someone does something. Let's just say you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off. Is that on your circle or is that on your square? That's on your square. You giving them the bird and cussing at them uh, is on your circle. That's completely on your circle. And so as you start to look to 2021, as you start to look to next year, as you start to look to your goals, one of the things you want to make sure is, are your goals things that are on your circle or, on the, or, they're, or are they on your square? A lot of times when people come to counseling, their goals are actually for, especially if it's couples counseling or in, in any way relationship therapy, their goals are actually more about the other person's circle than their own. That makes it their square, right? So if somebody comes to counseling and they're like, I want them to understand how I feel. Well, them understanding is on your square. Now you can hope for it, but if you start saying, well, they don't understand what's on, how I feel, so I get to have these behaviors, then you're in trouble. And let's talk about the triangle for a minute. So the triangle is where feelings are born. And there's so many conversations that I hear from people where they're like, okay, well, I want to control my feelings. I don't want to get angry anymore. I don't want to be mad. And so they try to like take away an emotional reaction, which is almost impossible. And when I, I talked about this a little bit earlier. As they change their behaviors, their response to the emotional reaction, though, often people will find that it helps to actually change how their emotional reaction goes. And so this is important because as you start to look at things, like for instance, I'll talk to people I'm like, well, I can't do this because, you know, my husband isn't supportive. Well, no, okay, so there's a difference between him not being supportive and him actively making it difficult for you to do it or him making it uh, impossible for you to do it. And, and his not being supportive, that's going to create a birthing, if you will, of emotions and feelings there in that triangle space, but what you do with them is on your circle. And this, if you, if you grasp this, it will be one of the most empowering things you can do. So if you don't like something that a coworker is doing, that's on your square. The feelings that are born from that behavior, still on your square, really no control over them. They're somewhere between the square and the circle. But 
your response to what they're doing completely on your circle and you can do it. So instead of trying to like take away the feelings, try to act in a way that is representative of the person you want to be in spite of those feelings. Guy wants to start a business. His wife doesn't want him to start. He's like, well, I can't because my wife doesn't want me to. That's not an accurate statement. I'm choosing not to because my wife doesn't want me to. That's an accurate statement. Or uh, I'm, I'm not doing it because I want my wife's 100% unwavering support or I'm not going to do it. Okay, all of those are true and, and you can choose to do that way. But the vocabulary matters. Well, I find it very frustrating when my wife doesn't support me 100%. Okay. So the three questions, and I've talked about these in the past, so what, then what, and why, right there, that'd be a great so what question. Okay, so you find it very frustrating that your wife doesn't support you 100% to start your underwater circus basket weaving business. So what does that mean? Or, well, of course I yelled at my spouse because we were doing a a home improvement project, and I did it one way, and he or she said, blah, 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 why'd you do it this way? And what the blank, and all of a sudden I'm cussing, and yeah, I can do it however I want. Okay, that's fine. You can do all that. But just understand you didn't do it because he or she made you do it. You did it because you chose to do it. Well, this is going to be really hard. Yep, that's uh, invariably in the room. When we go over circle square for about the 13th time, what I hear is this is going to be really hard. One time I was working with a couple. He was a uh, on he was he liked to game online. Uh, she liked to go to sleep earlier than he did, and they had this huge blowout fight. And he was like, "Well, I just felt disrespected in front of my kid, my friends, and so I screamed at her." So I rephrased that to him, and I said, "Okay, so just to be clear, you felt disrespected in front of your friends. Is that on your square or on your circle? Assuming that she did disrespect you, is that on your square or your circle?" He said, well, that's on my square. Right. You, you heard disrespecting you is on your square. You feeling disrespected, is that your square or your circle? Well, that's my triangle because it's a feeling. Right. You losing your mind and calling her names because you felt disrespected, your circle or your square. Well, it's on my circle, but she made me. No, no, no. If, if she made you, then it's not on your circle. It's on your circle because you chose it. Well, this is going to be really hard. Yes, it will be really hard. But how many things in life that are worth having are not really hard? And parents, let's talk about parenting for a minute. One of the things that's so interesting to me is how much energy we we put into trying to maneuver our square, things that are on our square that we don't control when it comes to parenting, right? I, I was working with a couple one time and the mother told me, she was like, I just lost my mind the other day in the store because my kids kept touching stuff and they wouldn't and I just went off on them. I'm like, okay, did you behave in a way that is consistent with the parent that you want to be, with the person that you want to be? No, I called my kid names. I did this. I did that. Okay. Well, why? Well, because they wouldn't stop uh, touching things and they wouldn't listen. No, no, no. The reason you did that is because you chose to do it and doing it is on your circle. The square part of this equation was them not listening. You feeling the anger was them not listening. And, or, and, and that's in the triangle. There's not a whole lot you can do about that. What you do with it, though, is on your circle. And there's so much energy put on trying to control our square that we tend to struggle to, to actually make change, right? So if you think about a lot of times when, when people are distressed that other people might be judging something their kids are doing. You're worried about something that's on your square. You have no control over it. And then you give up your power 
to control your own behavior when your kids don't do what you want them to do. In a sense, in essence, you're trying to teach them to manage their own behaviors by not managing your own. Okay, so great. Everything on my circle I control, everything on my square I don't control, the triangle represents my feelings, so what? That's a good question. Here's what we're gonna do. The next thing that you find yourself having strong emotions to, I want you to ask yourself, what's going on here that I don't control? That's on my square. And just list it out. What's going on here that I do control? That's in my circle. What are my feeling? What are the things that are bubbling up inside of me? A lot of times I don't have a lot of control over the feelings that bubble up inside of me, whether it's anger or distress or fear. It just comes up. And to control it, I have to control my, my behaviors. And so I have to ask myself, what, what's on my circle? What could I do on my circle that would represent the person I want to be in spite of these feelings or if I didn't have those feelings? So if your child is acting up in the store, that's on your square. The embarrassment that you're feeling on your square. The anger that you're feeling on your square. But what is the behavior that you would want to engage in if you weren't feeling that distress? If you weren't feeling that, uh, th- that, that anger, that embarrassment, that, that fear that you're failing? What would be the behavior that you would want to do? And doing that behavior or not doing it is completely on your circle. It's, just, it's completely on your circle. And so then you go do it. Or if you're, you're in, a, in a post event, so like you had an argument with your spouse, you had an argument with your child. Well, what happened uh, that my, my spouse did? What happened that my child did? What are the things? Those are all on my square. I don't control them. What were the things on my circle? What did I do that I would like to do better next time? So maybe instead of expressing yourself, you screamed and you yelled and you called names. I don't know what you did. But whatever it is, how do you then... What, what would it look like to do it right? What would it look like for me to go back, relive that argument and do it without arguing? One of the things that I often say is you can't make me argue with you. You can't make me fight with you because that becomes a circle square thing. And so one of the things is, is it, one of the things that happens is that you learn to live in tension of this person is doing something that I don't like and I can't stop them because here's a really good principle that you've heard from me before, you'll hear from me again. You cannot, you never will. It's impossible to manipulate your way into a healthy relationship. Hold on one second. I need to make an order for lunch. Okay, I'm back. Did you miss me? All right, let's talk about that for a minute. You make an order. Maybe you're living in Michigan where there's a lockdown on restaurants and other things. So you make an order to go do a pickup. You go make the pickup and you get back to your home or your office and the food isn't right. That's on your square. How you respond is on your circle. And now here's the thing. One of the things we talk about is, is you don't have to stay in, in, involved with a person that is pouring toxicity in your life. But staying or not staying is on your circle. Making them stop being toxic isn't. So there are people, like let's say, I, like I had a client one time, his dad was very toxic in his life. His dad was just a very toxic person in his life. Okay, fine. So he doesn't have any control over over whether or not his dad's being toxic. What he does have control over, though, is how he interacts with his dad. And when we start talking about him, he said, yeah, but then my dad's going to get mad. Okay, but your dad being mad is on your square, not your circle. You don't control that. 
but I don't like him being mad. Yep. Now that's in the triangle and how you respond to it is on your circle. And here's the thing. It's not a one and done. You might have to make the decision a thousand times in a day to, you know what? No, my dad is toxic. I'm going to have these boundaries. Nope. My dad is toxic. I'm going to have these boundaries. No, my dad is toxic. I'm going to have these boundaries. No, my dad is toxic. I'm going to have these boundaries. Somebody wanting to go back to college. I hate it when people tell me, oh, well, I just don't have the opportunity to read. Like I just don't have time to read like you do. No, you, you, you have the same 24 hours on your circle that I have on mine. Literally the same 24 hours. So you can say, I choose not to spend my time the way that you do and read. And that's, that's an accurate statement. Now, them saying that is on my square though. I, I don't control it. I don't necessarily control the reaction that it creates in me, but the circle my circle there is, is that I've, I've evaluated. Yep. I disagree with them. That's on my circle. How I respond to them. That's on my circle. Typically I say to them, Oh, well, okay. Right now, if I know them, if I might say, well, let me push on that for a minute. Because as you look to 2021, one of the things I want you to do is I want to run, want you to run your goals through this, your goals for 2021. Uh, are they something that you control or are they something that somebody else controls? So one of my goals for 2021, I think, is going to be to send three encouraging texts or emails a week. I think I haven't, I haven't, I obviously haven't firmed up my goals yet for 2021. Uh, those of you who've been around for a while know that I tend to write them out starting in October, November, you know, rolling into the end of the year. And then I, I finalize them typically the second week of January. Uh, but I think it's going to be something like that. I completely control that. This podcast is going to go up late because I scheduled meetings on the, in the, during the time that I normally record it. That's completely on me. One of those interviews was completely a waste of my time. One, one of those meetings was completely a waste of my time. That's on my square. But I literally left the meeting 10 minutes in. I actually said, I'm just going to stop you right there. Uh, here's the reason that we can't go any further uh, as a company. This is not going to work for us. And so I'm going to exit the meeting now. And I got out of the meeting because that's all my circle. When you start thinking in these terms, you will empower yourself to make decisions and to do things even when it's hard. Because right now, often what we do is we interpret hard as a reason why we shouldn't do something. And we shift blame to somebody else. Well, I wouldn't treat my wife that way if she wasn't. Nope. You treat your wife that way because you choose to, period. Well, I wouldn't treat my husband this way if he didn't. Nope. You treat your husband that way because you choose to, period. But once you get there, once you get to that place where literally everything that you do, you chose to do, you're empowering yourself with your own self-talk to be the agent of changing your life that you can be. That's one of the most disturbing things for me as a therapist is when I watch people, they consistently use language that gives up their power. And I'm telling you, please hear this. There is power in your words. How you talk to yourself matters. How you talk to yourself about what you're going through, about what you're facing, about what you want to accomplish, about what you're committed to. Those words matter. And you, if you talk to yourself on repeat, with excuses, because let's be honest, that's what they are, with excuses about what you're doing, you're giving up power and you're using words that are creating cycles in your life that are creating the failure that you're railing against. 
I've talked about it before. Uh, you know, you drop something and it breaks. Oh, I'm such an idiot versus, oh, I dropped that. And, and that's a different podcast episode. But what I want you to consider today is how much of your energy is spent, how much of your words are used trying to change something that's on your square. That, my friend, is manipulation. So when you make your goals, are they things you control? Are they on your circle? When you're talking about how you're going to change your life, there are things that, that are going to be roadblocks. There are things that are going to make it more difficult. There are going to be people that don't believe in you. There are going to be people that tell you you can't. There's going to be people that tell you you're not enough. But what comes out of their mouths is on your square. What comes out of your mouth is on your circle. What comes out of your hands, in other words, what you do is on your circle. You control it. And so you don't, you don't ever have to listen to them. And sometimes you cut them out. Sometimes you say, you know what? Enough is enough. Here's some boundaries. But what they say doesn't matter unless you allow it to matter by moving it from your square to your circle. If you want somebody to be healthier than they want to be healthy, not only are you codependent, but you're trying to control your square over your circle. I don't control what my governor does. Whether or not I agree with it is irrelevant. I don't control it. I don't control how people around me respond to it. Last week, people tried to organize uh, a, a drive through parade in our town, and it, it ended up being a gridlock show. It was bad. There's a word in front of show typically that I, I won't say in this show. Uh, a smelly show. And people were mad. Th th that's fine. That's just an emotion. That's born of frustration. Also just an emotion. Right? Because they're waiting in line. They're not going to get to see it. Some of them waited in line and didn't get to see it. But then they got mean. That's on their circle. That is completely on their circle. And so much of the, the energy on their circle was wasted trying to control something on their square. Because quite frankly, the people who tried to, to organize the drive through parade, everything that went wrong was mostly on their square. They didn't know. They didn't plan for it. We've never done this before in a pandemic. Be angry, but don't respond with anger. Be frustrated, but don't respond with frustration. You're not going to stop the emotion from being created. You can... Stop the destructive behaviors because that's completely on your circle. So when somebody says something to me that I find very frustrating, I have some questions that I've learned to ask myself. What's my level of relationship with this person? In other words, are they so far out of my circle of, of people that are, that are moving in and out of my life that I don't really care if we have an argument and it goes poorly? Or are they far enough in that I care, but not far enough in that I think it'll be a productive conversation? And I kind of run through that. Why am I frustrated? And if I engage in the conversation, what's my goal? Because if my goal is to change them, I've got a dangerous goal because them changing is on my square. Now, and this is where you're going to think I'm playing semantics. If my goal is to invite them to change, I probably have something to work with. But that's a different place. And I know, I know, Joe, that sounds like the same. Yeah, but it isn't. My, a goal of making them change or a goal of them changing means I was successful versus a goal of I invited them to change and then whatever they choose to do with it is on them. Those are two completely different goals. And 
one is healthy and one isn't, quite frankly. All right, so hopefully this will, uh, a number of people ask me, hey, what's the circle and square thing that you're always talking about? Hopefully this will be helpful. Hopefully you'll find it helpful in your life. Uh, what's going on in your life? What are the things that, that are frustrating you? What are the things that you're excited about? What are the things that you're hoping will change? What's on your circle? What's on your square? What are you doing about it? I am excited to tell you that the YouTube channel is coming back probably mid-January, somewhere around January 15th. We're going to be relaunching my YouTube channel. If you like YouTube, uh, if you like short films, short videos, uh, if you like a podcast-type blog that has video to it, uh, I'm a little concerned because my wife did tell me that I have the perfect face for radio. I'm kidding. She didn't say that. It was my dad. Uh, No, I'm kidding there, too. But that is coming out uh, January 15th. I want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're gonna, I, I keep thinking about making some changes to this. Like maybe next year we'll do seasons, like the spring season and the fall season. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but either way, if you do like this, I'd encourage you, please share it with your friends. It's very helpful to us if you share it with your friends. Uh, it's the best form of marketing that we have. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.